Hello, and welcome to the 90s Kids Movie Pod. We are your hosts, Joe. Hello. Stephanie. Hello. And I'm Max. We are three millennials who took A-level media studies, so you know we are highly qualified to talk about films. This is the podcast for children of the 90s. Join us as we re-watch the films that shaped our childhood. Okay, so welcome back, guys. Hello. Hello. How's everyone been? How have you been? How's your weeks? <laughs> Going well, thank you. Yeah, I've definitely recovered from uh, last week's last week's film, so that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> no dinosaurs in this one. Yeah, um, there couldn't be less of a connection between these two movies, really. <laughs> <laughs> if you could find a connection was... between The Matrix and The Lamb Before Time, I, I would be very oh impressed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Someone was, will, somewhere. On on the fly, I was trying to make a bit of a bridge there, but I don't think there is the I don't think there is one. I think I think Joe Joe Lamard is the connection. I think that's what it is. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Hated yeah. one and loved the other. Um, Absolutely. You might have to make a connection from Lamb Before Time to Lord of the Rings and then do Lord of the Rings to the Matrix and kind of bridge the gap there, but you can't do it any other way. Can't um, do it any other way. Yeah. Luckily we've got some somewhat of a, a palate cleanser this week. A palate cleanser. Yeah, so this this week um, on the 90s Movie Podcast, we are going to talk about The Matrix, which has been recommended by Mr. Lamond. Um, I'm really excited to hear what Steph's thoughts are on this. Um, <laughs> I really am. Uh, just, uh, you know, just because she's not seen this before. But before we dive in, um, Joe, did you want to give kind of a synopsis um, I, I say that as a re- real genuine question because The Matrix is a bit of a, it's a difficult one to explain without ruining the plot of the film. It is. So I've got a very simple one from IMDb that I will now steal <laughs> uh, that won't give too much away. So Thomas A. Anderson is a man living by two lives. By day, he is an average computer programmer and by night, a hacker known as Neo. Neo, who has always questioned his reality but the truth is far beyond his imagination. Neo finds himself targeted by the police when he is contacted by Morpheus, a legendary computer hacker branded a terrorist by the government. As a rebel against the machines, Neo must confront the agents, super powerful computer programs devoted to stopping Neo and the entire human rebellion. Very good. What's funny? Well done, IMDb. What's what's funny is that doesn't sound like the Matrix. (laughs) (laughs) So, more commonly, you may know the Matrix as that one where there's a lot of gunfights and bullet time slow-mo and, uh, yeah, a lot of uh, of 90s sunglasses. Yeah, that sounds sounds cooler, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, 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 why did you choose this movie, Joe? Just before we get um, everyone's initial reactions on this. Well, first off, you're welcome. Uh, secondly, <laughs> it's a fantastic film. This is a film that came out. Was it 1999? Yep. Nine. Yep. Yeah. And even though it's 15, I saw this film. I think like this, you know, the year after it came out, when I was probably about 10, and thought it was the coolest film ever. And have watched this film, you know, probably about 50 times since I've first seen it. No, probably not 50, but at least 20. Like, a lot. It's a great film that I, you know, I had the... the um, No, I didn't have the video. We recorded the video of this off TV. Um, and it had one of those, you know, the labels and like my badly drawn handwriting of The Matrix. 
like on it so you could kind of read it and you kind of could tell what it was um yeah and yeah it basically burnt out the tape i rewatched it so much and it's a fantastic film so you've seen this before max yes have you seen it between 20 and 50 times like me <laughs> i'd probably say more i think really for, yeah i think um I think to uh, an impressionable young boy, this movie has quite a strong, strong impact. Um, yeah. As you know, as someone that just likes action movies, full stop. But I loved sci-fi. I really loved sci-fi, and yeah, we'll speak about it a bit later. But cyberpunk wasn't really in my lexicon at that point. It was just like you know, cyberpunk was just like a a term that I'd never really heard of. So sci-fi was like a really big thing for me. Mm. Um, and a film with sci-fi, like kung fu and guns. And I just, honestly, I was just in heaven. And like you, yeah. Uh, yeah. The first time, like the first time I watched this film, um, we didn't have it on video. So I think um, this is a bold claim, but I'm pretty sure that The Matrix was one of maybe 15 films that first came out on DVD because I remember that it was ah. like, you know, when they were, you know, those promotional. Do you remember at the beginning of videos where they used to promote different films? Yeah. Oh, I love um, that. Absolutely love I, that. I don't know if you can remember, but they used to promote DVD as well. Like a yeah. few of them used to like promote like, oh my gosh, it's so, it's crystal clear, clear quality and stuff like that. And mm. um, this was one of the films advertised on it along with like speed or something random like that. So um, yeah, yeah I, uh, I I saw this for the first time in DVD. Um, and I just, uh, the reason why it had such a strong impression with me is my dad bought the DVD and watched all of the behind the scenes over and over again because he was like me, you know, a massive sci-fi nerd. So it did have, mm. have a strong impression on me, but a, a bit like Goodwill Hunting, this is a film I, I rewatch probably once every other year or every year. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So your dad would be really good in this podcast episode actually. Yeah, no, he <laughs> he would indeed. Yeah, he 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 went into he went to town on this, but he loves sci-fi. He's he he hates Star Wars, but loves Star Trek. Just to give you some contract context. Oh, so, yeah. really? Yeah. Kind of into it. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't like space dramas. He likes the technology behind stuff. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. What about you, Steph? Because that sounds just like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bloody love sci-fi. Um, no. <laughs> A bloody love sci-fi, <laughs> Okay, so I'll start by saying I have seen this film before, but... Oh! Yeah, a long time ago, and definitely not when it first came out, but I think... This... In a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was one of those films that, um, yeah, when we very first got a DVD player, I think this was one of the very first films that my dad bought on DVD, mm. and it was very much like my dad's film. So, you know how you have, everyone has their own DVDs in the house or their film, you know, videos in the house. And it's like, yeah, this yeah. was, this was my dad's. So it, it never really felt like it was for me to watch. And I, I did watch mm. it and I remembered, there are a lot of bits I remembered from this film. And I think there's, a, there's so many iconic parts of this film that are now just in pop culture in general. So you're like, oh, oh, that's yeah. where that's from. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I there were a lot of bits that I also didn't remember. Um, so I can't, I, I can't, I couldn't say when the last time was that I watched this, but um, I do have a really weird memory of like having, you know, when you have like birthday parties, but it'd just be like a few of you hanging out at your house, um, like ordering a pizza in or yeah. something and watching yeah. the matrix yeah. reloaded. I don't oh, know right. why. <laughs> um, and my mum walking in, in the, 
the scene where Trinity and Neo are having sex and it was like, of course you're going to walk in at that particular point of the movie. <laughs> yeah. oh, always happens, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So She's awkward. like, what are you watching? It's like the rest of the film oh, no. is fine. You just have to come in at that point. <laughs> so, yeah, I've I, I definitely have seen, seen this one, seen the second one. Not sure I watched the third one. Um, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of sci-fi, but saying that, I really did enjoy watching this film. I yeah. Oh great! <laughs> yeah, so stick that in your pocket. I was thinking you, you might uh, retaliate. Yeah, no. I, I thought you would culminate that point in I absolutely bloody hated this film. <laughs> no, no, I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. I actually really, really enjoyed it when it started. I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to enjoy it because. Mm. yeah sci-fi is not my thing and I was a bit like am I just gonna feel really dumb and not understand the concept of this film but as it went on and especially like after Neo takes the uh red pill he takes the red one doesn't he Mm. um yes (laughs) I was paying attention after he takes the red pill then (laughs) things started to get more interesting and I was like oh okay yeah I kind of I get the whole I do get the concept behind it and yeah uh, things started to heat up a bit and I, I quite enjoyed it. And I'm always going to enjoy looking at Keanu Reeves, you know, let's be honest. Oh, tell Definitely me part it. of the fan club, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah, just diving into the film, I mean, did, did you did you understand this a lot when you were younger, Joe? Just because I'm just aware that, like... Did I fuck? It's not... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I had no idea. For me, it was basically, I understood that real life was not real life it was the matrix and they lived on a ship and they could jack back into it and be basically kind of really good at fighting that's about the extent uh, of my understanding of the movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i mean to be fair the, the understand like the first film that is basically kind that's kind of plot isn't it you don't know why it is but basically so basically you know machines have taken over and what we think is real life is actually a computer program that we all live in Mm. and then you know uh these people are freed from it and they can see the real world but they choose to go back in of their own free will so they can try and free people from it and kind of fight the machines within it It, you know that's that's really not the most complicated i've not i've missed a whole lot out but in the uh the sequels it gets ridiculous like if anyone's seen like the end of the second one they are i think everyone's left going but what does it mean? Mm. Yeah. And then I don't think anyone's any wiser from seeing the third film, um, which is why I kind of prefer just watching The Matrix and kind of leaving the the sequels to oh just be yeah their own thing yeah I, I mean I love I love the um I I, lo- I love the concept of The Matrix. Don't get me wrong, I love I love everything yeah. about it. But at the same time, I'm, I I don't have to watch number two and number three really. No. I haven't watched the, I haven't watched them that much um, compared to. compared to number one but the action in them i do have to say the action in them is pretty cool that's Um, it and and so you can kind of have your you know your 12 year old cap on and just watch it for the action scenes and that's fine you know that's absolutely fine Uh, i think that's really what they're there for to be honest with you like the you know the groundbreaking action scenes the slow-mo effects that no one had kind of you know looked into before yeah it's it had been done but not to the extent of you know in this film Um, so what what did you guys think of the cast like in terms of obviously there was Keanu Reeves he goes without saying he was he was he he played mm. he played that played that role really well but like um Carrie Ann Moss um and Lawrence Fishburne yeah were you, were you fans mm. I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess that you guys both had crushes on uh Carrie Ann Moss 
Because I'll tell you what. Oh, massively. She was doing it for me in this movie. This time around, I was like, yeah, you got her and Keanu Reeves. It's a bisexual's dream, isn't it? Those two. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. She has, she, in, the, in, in this, she has a very like androgynous look, doesn't she? But she just mm. appeals to. She's so cool. Yeah, she's so cool. So cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I do cool. get the impression she appeals to both like men and women um, in this mm. movie. So I think, yeah, yeah oh, honestly, yeah. I remember like that was like one of the women when I was younger just thought, oh my gosh. Like, she's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love, I yeah, loved her her character in this. And um, I think our, our old friend Hugo Weaving, I think, plays Agent Smith oh. perfectly. Yeah, he's so creepy and, and just so sort of... Yeah. Yeah, the, the antithesis to, like, Neo and Trinity and uh, the Rebels, like, in his, you know, yeah. suit. And, and there's just, yeah, I thought he was great. Yeah, he is fantastic in everything, yeah. but especially in this film. Yeah, really, really yeah. good. And what what's odd is I, I realised after watching it this time that I think I must have, this must have been the first time I, I'd ever seen Hugo Weaving. And I'm pretty sure that I would have probably oh. pointed him out in Lord of the Rings and gone, he's Agent Smith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy, isn't it? But um, yeah, no, he plays that, that role really well i guess you could argue that no it's just a really robotic role but it's, it's not it's way more than that because he's really sinister mm. and also i think that you I, I also think as an actor having wearing sunglasses constantly is such a challenge to portray emotion isn't it because you have to rely yeah. on other bodily actions um and he does that so well a lot of the other agents are just like drones aren't they but mm. he yeah. he is a real character i guess that's helped largely by his really distinctive voice but um in general i thought yeah he he played that um played the the evil evil guy really well so good yeah there's so much like yeah. maliciousness there that um you don't see him from, like from the other agent especially like the end of the film you don't get it from the other agents but he agent smith is really kind of you can tell he takes pleasure in like punishing no like neo at the end mm. which is just he does it with such conviction it's a bit terrifying isn't it a little bit yeah it is i know <laughs> yeah and then obviously lawrence fishburne as morpheus is oh. so so good he's so commanding yeah so iconic yeah yeah he's great really in this. iconic with the uh, iconic um, uh, sunglasses that yeah. pinned to his nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great uh, idea. If you're going to fight loads of people in a city, you need to have those kind of sunglasses, don't you, that uh, maybe might just fly up your face at any moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, his his fight scene with um, with Neo as well is just, like I say, just iconic. Like That's oh, been kind of parodied yeah. so much um, in, yeah, in yeah, pop yeah. culture. Yeah. And I, 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 I obviously had seen it before, but watching again, I was like, oh gosh, like I feel like I've, I feel like I've never watched this before. Like it's so, it was so fresh and so good. It's, it's really cool to watch again. Yeah, 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 definitely. yeah. I, I feel like this, um, and I, I say this to bloody everyone when I talk about the Matrix. I feel <laughs> like it was so ahead of its time and how it was filmed, and yeah. And also, like everything to do with like the themes that they put in, like to make it like really cyberpunk with the techno, like the overarching technology with the kind of like the neonard rate, like there's rain constantly, and mm. I just I, I loved how well it was shot to the point where like you could put this on the screen now, and yeah, the the score might be a bit dated or whatever like that, and the fashion with the big dusters, duster jackets obviously might be a bit yeah, dated, but yeah. 
it's it's execu- executed so incredibly well. It's unbelievable, yeah. like how how good this film is, and I think that's yeah. why you know it's still got it's still consistently got a score of like eight point seven on IMDb or something like that. Wow. Maybe higher. Maybe I'm not sure. I'm no, not you're sure, right. So eight point seven out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm I'm not surprised. I'm absolutely not surprised when it. I think when it came out, I think it really made me. You know, uh, f- for years I, as a kid, I wanted to be a filmmaker, and I think it really did blow my mind in terms of like how films were made because I remember the iconic scenes, which everyone knows now about. You know, in the in the opening scenes where Trinity is like is like evading the police, and she jumps mm. up, and then the cam- camera spins around her. The way that was done with like basically like like a hundred cameras that were all like taking pictures of us, taking like like 10 pictures of the same like event and then they could just mm. like swish around them that had never been done before like no one had ever done anything like that before and that, no. that whole bullet time sequence was incredible and also i remember that um in kind of in uh well, like hong kong cinema they were used to in terms of action movies uh for years like for decades they were used to um i can't remember the name of it but they'd They'd call when 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 someone's on strings and they're like hopping across a rooftop or like they they fly around like uh, the walls like there's like no gravity that had been done for years yeah. but but in in Hollywood cinema it wasn't really common so f- for yeah. that to be introduced as well most people watch this film what like just had their head like minds blown and critics were just like this is groundbreaking stuff but yeah. really this was just um this was just two directors who got got together and were like really heavily heavily influenced by that sort of cinema loved cyberpunk and thought let's let's do this so yeah it's yeah i think it just it, it was a combination of great things plus they they cast keanu reeves which who can do no wrong would you like to know some trivia Ooh. oh wait for it you shall have a trivia queen <laughs> yeah so who do you think that they um, originally approached to play the part of Neo. Ooh. Do you know? Oh, I don't know. So it's a... Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Connery. <laughs> how, how blown would your mind be if I said it was Whoopi Goldberg? Um, it, it wasn't Whoopi. <laughs> Please don't say it was Mel Gibson, because that would just ruin this for me. No. It... Who, so who was there? Let's, let's have a serious guess, because we always bring up these things, but like, who was there at the time? Like Brad Pitt? So he was he was considered he was considered but oh was he yeah um, was it Adam Sandler <laughs> Jim Carrey <laughs> yeah yeah I don't I don't know I have no idea no so um, one of the actors that was actually offered the role but who turned it down was uh, Will Smith what what yeah, yeah. right okay so he... I I've I've got a cool bullshit this guy turns down every f- major film role in Hollywood what's going on he turned down this film to make Wild Wild West which <gasps> he... <laughs> no. that's amazing oh my god I mean no that film is wacky 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 like I don't oh that film has not aged well <laughs> no it hasn't I'd be it quite really, interested really to hasn't. watch that film again just to see. Um, from what I remember, with a giant mechanical spider, it was uh, pretty trippy. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, no. no, he well. he turned it down, and he says he stands by that. He doesn't think he was a mature enough actor at that stage in his career to have pulled off the role of uh, Neo. So he and he stands right. by it. Um, but interestingly, as well, I read that um, Sandra Bullock was approached for the role of Trinity, and she oh, right. she turned it down because. 
I don't know what this means that she thought uh, Will Smith was was playing in the role, so I don't know what that says, really. But um, yeah, she she turned it down because she thought Will Smith was was playing uh, the role, and then I think she did regret it um, afterwards. Uh, this is all I'm getting from IMDb, by the way. I could just be making this up, mm. but um, yeah. Yeah, it's just been me typing it before you read it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just to mess with me. Um, so yeah, she regretted it afterwards once Keanu Reeves was confirmed because obviously she, she uh, played opposite him in Speed, I think. Um, oh. So it would have been a, yeah, a, a reunion of sorts. But yeah, slightly different film <laughs> had those two actors been in place. I think um, yeah. Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves were brilliant in, in these roles yeah. though. Yeah. But it's, yeah. uh, I think it's such a cult classic, this movie, mm. um, that it's, it's, like, it's like someone saying, you know, oh, Denzel was going to maybe be Morpheus and someone going, well, he could have done it. But like, I just can't imagine anyone other than no. Lawrence Fishbourne, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that is interesting. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't expect that. Maybe because I, I was th- when Joe posed that question, I was thinking, okay, 1999, what films were coming out around that time? And I was thinking, did Independence Day come around that oh, time? Oh, yeah. I think that was Day, before. Maybe. That might have been before. Oh, was it? Okay. But now I'm, I'm guessing it makes sense because, like, um, weirdly enough, I was watching... Uh, <laughs> have you guys ever seen that, um, that YouTube channel called uh, uh, First We Feast? Where, yes. Like, yeah, Eat the hot wings and yeah, 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 yeah. It's where one presenter basically brings on different actors and famous movie stars, and they just eat like hot wings that get progressively hotter and mm. hotter. Um, it's actually quite enjoyable. But uh, and the he questions had... on it were always really good, aren't they? The questions. Yeah, they're, are always, they're, they're always really good. Yeah, but Matt Damon was actually on it, and he said that um, mm. I think he was asked the question, you know, are you happy with your film choices because you seem to go from like great film to great film to great film and work with all these directors that have won Oscars? And mm. he says what most people don't know is that. Um, the industry kind of has a a list of people that um that they want so like as in like universal studios will have like a list of actors that they want to recruit for for their next film and you're either up or down the list and you kind of that's oh. that's your career um and he said that you know i've been there's been times when i've chosen films that i thought were average but they've done extremely well and i think will smith would have been top of the list in 1999 which kind of makes oh, sense yeah mm. yeah definitely um, but Carrie Ann Moss, I don't remember seeing her in. I, I haven't really seen her in a lot of films, to be fair. No, um, not at all. I, I might get. So, I might get this wrong, but I feel like this might have been her first film. Her first, like, yeah. Really? really? I don't know. Wow. I, uh, don't quote me on that. Again, I'm going off IMDb. Oh, trivia queens losing a crown. No. <laughs> She's just making up trivia I'm now. Just isn't making. She, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you had. Um, if you if you had any favourite scenes to choose, Joe, I know you like me. You, you it's really hard to to choose one scene because I, I like <laughs> I like all oh, of it. But um, it if really you had is. To, if you had to choose one scene um, that maybe is your favourite or was your favourite when you know you were a kid, and you were like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Oh, there's so many like oh my gosh moments as a kid. Like you mentioned that dojo scene where Morpheus is training Neo. That is iconic. Um, obviously the big action one is when trinity and neo go to rescue morpheus in that building Mm. and they end up shooting the place up and concrete is just falling over and you've got that kind of i don't know what kind of music that electronic dmb i don't know what it is like kind of tekken 3 music in the background and you've got like the real slow-mo and somehow a pipe bursts and there's water and they do it like a forward roll to pick up a gun and go crazy and it's just like 
that is just the iconic, you know, action scenes that you can remember from The Matrix. Like, hadn't seen it before that, haven't really seen it since. It's just kind of... I think if any other film were to do it, you just go, oh, they're just trying to do The Matrix. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's oh, yeah, so, 100%. so The Matrix now. Yeah, but, um, uh, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. What, about, what about you, Steph? Yeah, I think all of the, the action scenes are so entertaining. Like, they're not... They're, they're really... They are over the top, but they're... They work. They're not like, oh, God, this... You know, it's... I don't know. I just thought it was... It, they they were really good. Like the, like you say, the dojo scene. Um, I was like, I'm, I have seen this before, but it, I just felt like I was watching it for the first time again. I was just so entertained. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think... Um, I don't know. Like, I really, I liked the scene at the end where he has the big epic, uh, where Neo has the big epic battle with um, Agent Smith in the subway tunnel. Yeah. Um, that bit is, yeah, very cool. Um, and it's just so gutting, isn't it? When they, you know, you finally think you've got rid of the agent and he just morphs into someone else. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which happens way too often in films two and three. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to the point yeah. where it's like really annoying. You're just like, well, what's the, what's the point then? What's the point, Neo? <laughs> what's, the, what's the point in all of this, okay? What's the point yeah. in beating him up for five minutes if he's just going to, you know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And, you know, yeah. He's too powerful, isn't he, Neo, as well in the sequels? It's just, it goes, it's just, yeah. It's a video game. There's too much CGI as well. I did think true, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was kind of, making me laugh a little bit like the amount of times they say to neo you are the one and it's like but <laughs> can we explain why neo is the one? it's just like everyone's just like you are the one neo you've not got a choice about this you're the one you yeah we're gonna sit back you got this big guy yeah this, this is all you all right no all pressure you, mate you go I know for you're it. the new guy but you're also the one yeah. <laughs> yeah can you imagine that in any other job if you're a firefighter yeah. Well, yeah, get up. Yeah, you're the one. You're grand. We've we've yeah. we've heard the prophecy. You are the one. This is your your turn now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're just gonna go for yeah. barbecue. See you in a bit. <laughs> so yeah, that that was tickling me. What what about you, Max? What would your favorite yeah, scene be? My my favorite scene is actually a bit related to the whole the one thing. So I think my favorite scene just because I remember when after maybe like the twentieth time I watched it. I watched this scene and I was like, oh, wow. Wow, I didn't see it like that before. So it's when he goes to see the Oracle. And mm. um, that scene is actually incredibly well written. So everything everything about, when I say that scene, I mean literally him like walking into the apartment. So there is that famous phrase of, there is no spoon, which is yeah. like one of the quotables from the film. And as a kid, I had no idea really what that meant until I rewatched it as like a teenager. And I was like, mm. okay, it's basically saying that obviously the Matrix is this is all virtual so mm. this you know don't try and bend the spoon but if you bend yourself so yeah um but it's it's the conversation that he had with the oracle that kind of blew my mind because if you rewatch that scene she basically um she explains to him very casually she just says you know being the one is like being in love no one can tell you you're the one you just you just know it yeah and then he and then he says yeah and then she says okay let me try and inspect you and then she like says, okay, open your tongue. And she inspects him like a doctor. And it's all for, it's all for show. Yeah. It's all like a, one big joke. And then she says, no, you know, you know, you're not the one. And he's like, oh, okay. But she literally just told him before that, no one can tell you you're the one. You just mm. know it. But he totally yeah. skipped that part. So that's why when he comes out and he looks a bit 
a bit dazed, Morpheus is smiling and he's, he says, mm. she told you everything you need to, needed to know. But when I was a kid, yeah. I was like, oh, may, maybe he's not the one. Maybe Trinity's the one. I don't know what's going on. Wait, what's, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But, I, but I was like 11 years old. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I liked that scene just because, yeah, it posed so many questions that I thought would be answered in number two and three, um, which, which weren't. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's there's yeah. one scene that I was a bit like, oh, I'm not sure I really, I don't know. I don't think it was really necessary. Um, where Neo's been shot and it, he's basically dead. And then he's, it's like a reverse sleeping beauty. He's re- reawakened by true love's kiss by Trinity. And I was like, really? Like, I feel like this whole film is so like ahead of its time and then it felt a bit like oh but love love will bring him back because trinity's been told that you know she'll fall in love with the one and um i don't know i just was a bit like oh i'd have preferred it if neo just was like really cool and dodged all the bullets to begin with um but i guess he kind of needs that boost to you know help him along his way but I don't, maybe I'm missing something. Yeah. You guys look a bit confused. No, 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 no. I think I think that could be constructed as cheesy. So there's there's as you can imagine, this film spawned like a lot of theories, like a hell of a lot of theories, which is part mm. of the reason why I bloody loved it. But I remember one of the one of the theories is that basically what Neo had to do is go through all of those steps and then die in the Matrix. And then once he died, he fully realized that it's just a simulation. So when he came back. That's why all he could see was the green text and the matrix and everything like that. But it just so happened that it naturally coincided with like true love's first kiss and everything like that. So I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they probably made, wait, they probably did that. I don't know. They either did that intentionally or unintentionally, but it is, I guess it's a film at the end of the day. So you still got to have that romantic element. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. I think that's the only bit that like, I was a bit like, oh, that was a bit cheesy. But because I, because I'd heard that, that theory before, I was like, no, I'm going to, I believe that theory because it's less cheesy. <laughs> yeah, there's so many Matrix. I think there was a whole little subreddit for Matrix theories and all that kind of. There's so mm. many things that you can go into, but yeah, we we could yeah we could do a whole podcast on that. But yeah. it's, it's very it, you get more. I love it when you get more out of the film when there's so many like fan theories mm. and stuff. Yeah, it's a big did, one for that. Did you ever geek out as much as I uh, did? And um, Steph, just out of interest, have you seen any of the the Animatrix? No. <laughs> okay, so. I would, I would, oh, sorry, Joe, have you, have you? <laughs> well, I, I had a gander, but little old Joe didn't really get it. I was too young. I've not seen it since, but I might maybe have a go again. But yeah, it sounds like it's worth it. Oh, it's a hundred. So it's basically, it's basically eight or nine short animation films in like different type of animation. So there's one like anime, there's one like manga, there's one, and they each, they're each in the, the, the Matrix universe, but there's two in particular um, I think it's called like the second re- renaissance or something. But what it does is it explains the story of how the machines came to, how the matrix came to be. And um, ah. it starts off in like the modern day, but like, uh, like in a, like the really quick version is we created like machines and robots to like do our bidding. They got slightly more and more intelligent. Um, they what they basically wanted rights. They went to the courts and mm. said, we want equal rights alongside humans. And we said, no, then, um, uh, a war ensued because of it but i think we were the first people to kind of like i think we tried to wipe them out a war ensued they won obviously and then they basically just started farming our bodies but that's kind of explained in 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 the animatrix in um a much more cool way but if you're interested in um understanding a bit more i I can't recommend enough uh, the animatrix there's a few of the like the 
uh, the nine short films that will blow your mind. I don't want to ruin it for you, but it's really it is worth watching. That yeah. sounds great. Especially yeah. fresh out of watching this. I bet they're better than Reloaded and Revolutions, to be honest. So Honestly, yeah. <laughs> a million times better. So, yeah. Um, I think I was reading about the home release. So it doesn't say it was the first DVD to um, be released. But I did notice that um, it says that it was the first DVD to sell more than one million copies in the US and went on oh, to wow. be the first to sell more than three million copies um, oh, sorry, and it, it also exceeded thirty million copies as well, um, which is a hell of a lot. Um, by like yeah. by by November two thousand and three as well, so that's like four years after it came out. So, yeah, I think it was wow. it was fair to say that it was a pretty popular film. Yeah, fair play. I always yeah. wanted that phone, you know, the phone they have where yeah. it flips out. That's a great little piece of kit. My dad had that phone um, along what? with my. Yeah, yeah. My dad had that phone, but it was a it was actually a work phone. I think Nokia. You know when when Nokia was cool. <laughs> oh, Nokia um, was cool. It probably yeah. still is, but I mean, yeah, Nokia, man. The thirty three tens that we all had in year seven, but you know the uh, the Matrix phone. I think it was just called amazing. I know. Damn. Did you ever play the game Enter the Matrix? I didn't. No. Oh, you are missing out. It was basically like. I think I had it for PS2 and it was a game where you go behind the scenes of the second film as like Ghost and Niobe in different and you see like deleted scenes or not deleted scenes but extra scenes from like the second film and it gives it like more of a storyline a bit like what you said with like the Animatrix and it's like better that game is better than the second film crazy oh wow it's weird that they didn't put that in the second film and they put it in the video game <laughs> I know what was going on with that if you, if you had it on like it was hard to do, you can imagine, on a PS2 controller, but if you had yeah. it on PC, you could type and hack cheat codes and stuff like you were like a hacker. And doing it with like, you know, a triangle, square, cross and circle was just basically <laughs> impossible. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. They thought of everything. Yeah, I'd love to have played that, to be fair. Yeah. You were playing yeah. that. I was playing a Toy Story 2 on PS2. <laughs> <laughs> Equally good game. <laughs> Yeah, it was. But this was this was definitely a good film. I didn't know how well it would go down um, with Steph, just because you hadn't watched it before. She um, had. And also because... Well, I had watched oh, it, but yeah, a very that... long time ago. And oh. like I say, uh, okay. yeah. It, yeah, I, I mean, I think given that it is a sci-fi film and that r really isn't my sci sort of genre, um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I, yeah, found it a lot more entertaining than I thought I was going to find it. And for saying it was two hours, 16 minutes, kept me awake all the way through. It was good pace wow. as well. It didn't, feel, it didn't feel like two hours and 16 minutes like Hook did. Or like Land Before Time did. <laughs> <laughs> it's only half that. Fucking hell. I'm still uh, bitter that I lost an hour of my life to that. <laughs> uh, I know what you mean though, Steph. I think it was really well paced, but because I've seen it a hundred times, there isn't a bad scene for me. I'm like, every single scene is like building the story, pushing the story yeah. along. Um, so yeah, two two hours and a two and a, a bit hours goes flies mm. by. <laughs> I'm having the best time ever. Yeah, um, no, I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it. Though. I really do. I am glad you you enjoyed it. But I am saying, don't bother with number two. Don't bother with no. number three. Even though you watched a bit of Reloaded, sorry, yeah. you said, but don't don't bother with no. number three. Don't. No, I, to be honest, I don't think I ever have watched number three. So yeah, won't be won't be giving that a watch. No. I have got a question for the both of you. Oh. 
Would you take the blue pill or the red pill if you were offered? I feel like once you've seen what the other side is, how could you take the blue pill? I don't know. I know. <laughs> yeah. But this is this is why, I mean, it's obviously like a big comment on society, isn't it? About like, you know, if you if you knew the atrocities that you're that like your government commit committed for instance would you speak out about it or just go oh it's just the way it is i'm happy to just live in you know blah blah blah. yeah so i would like to i would like to say oh no i'd take the red pill but um i don't can can you take both at the same time <laughs> yeah, what would happen <laughs> i'll take the i'll take the green pill is that what is that what that means i'm absolutely I mangled um, fuck you yeah. <laughs> this is great <laughs> um no I, I don't know i think uh I'd like to think I'd take the the red pill, but um, I don't know. Like if I was if I was like in my early twenties, I'd be like, yeah, red pill. <laughs> it's just that a bit like is it a bit like who's that guy? Uh, is it Cipher? Uh, is that he that is guy? my favourite character in this film, who obviously isn't in number two and three. But is it what's it Joe? Um, what's what's the actor's name? Does oh, well, that's shocking. That I, I don't know his name, but he is. Um, his neck is it Pal Palantino or something? Joe, yeah, Joe Pantoliano. Okay. Joe, Joe Pantoliano. Yeah. I'm probably butchering his name, he, but yeah. He, so he's Cypher. so good in this film, man. Because everyone is so, like, straight-laced yeah. and either they're an agent or they're kind of, you know, branded as a terrorist. Everyone's kind of, you know, got the sunglasses. He's just, obviously he's kind of the comic relief, but he's just so funny. So great. Such mm. a good actor as well. But he, he's there also to just, um, and he makes that question really difficult, Steph. Because the, he's there mm. to kind of say... You know, he jokes about saying like, "Oh, why didn't I take the blue pill?" And it's just like, "Yeah, because they're eating gruel, they're surviving, they might be killed at like pretty much any point." I didn't have any of this issue mm. in the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, are you ha would you be happy to live a lie? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I was just like, "He's this is this is true." Yeah. Mm. Ignorance is bliss. Get the man a steak. Yeah. It exactly exactly yeah like and that's why I'm saying like I think it's really really easy for me to say, "Oh, the red pill, obviously," but. I don't know. What, what would you do, know. Steph? Oh, geez, I don't know. Because, yeah, the, the reality of taking the red pill, like you say, they're eating gruel and they're living in fear and, you know, trying to fight this, um, you know, resistance. But, like, yeah, are people going to thank you for freeing them? Are people really going to be happy that mm. they're they're freed? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a head scratcher. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure which way I'd want to go. I'm not sure I'd survive if I took the, the red pill. <laughs> I don't think I'd be much use on that ship. Uh, you do look good in sunglasses, though, yeah. but I don't know if the... Uh... <laughs> I'd maybe do it for the outfits. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe do it for the, uh, you know... Big the, duster. The leather outfits. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd love to, yeah. The really long black duster. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be all about that. Right, definitely. that's Halloween costumes <laughs> yeah. for this year sorted, then. <laughs> yeah. the thing is though if you dress up like that now it does look like you're going to bloody do something horrifically terrible yeah yeah it does you're going to bdsm club or something like that yeah um but no it was a really good choice joe um i love this film so i'm, I'm glad you chose but it was it was it was on the tippy top of my that's list that's good to know um, you know they're doing a fourth film yeah yeah i i I did hear. I've chosen not to acknowledge uh, its presence. Yeah, they're not getting they're not getting Lawrence back. So what's the point? I don't I don't know where they're going with that. The Wachowskis, I think, have just they are still behind it. I think, but they're just kind of, you know, 
they've not got Lawrence Fishburne for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be a weird one. No more. No Morpheus. No Max. That, that's yeah. Probably... <laughs> In yeah. and out of the bedroom. If there's no Morpheus, there's no Max. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Morpheus yeah. is the nickname for. Mm. <laughs> so the the film that I've chosen to to for us to watch next, um, I think there's probably a tiny connection. I'm not sure Ooh. what it is. It's probably a. a, a there's probably a. a well, well, I'm about to say what it is, and you're going to just laugh because there's, there's clearly not a connection. But I say there was a, a stronger connection than Lamb Before Time okay. Matrix. Um, so this is this has been on uh, in in like my, my top five. But every film I've chosen since then has just always been like to make a bit of a contrast to to what we've watched. Um, but I think it's about time. So. The film I want to us to watch next time is Jumanji. <gasps> yeah, May. good choice, Max. Yeah, yeah, great. This is on my list yeah. as well, and obviously, Robin Williams can't go wrong. Classic. So film. will this be yeah. our? This will be our third Robin Williams movie. And I want more. But I guess, like, if you're if you're gonna watch, you know, '90s movies, they're gonna have Robin Williams in. He's just yeah. a staple yeah. of the Absolutely. '90s. I, I am slightly surprised that we haven't chosen one with Jim Carrey. Yeah, I nearly yes. did. I nearly did. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think we had too much zaniness. I think I picked Adam Sandler instead for nostalgic reasons and then regretted it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching this. And, uh, oh, me I, too. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and seeing what you think. But, yeah, until uh, until next time. Until next time, guys. Until see you next soon. time. Right, see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the 90s Kids Movie Pod. If you like what you heard, then don't forget to subscribe. And if you really like what you heard, then why not leave us a review? You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 90s Kids Movie Pod and let us know which movies you grew up watching.